What's going on, everybody? DeVore Havoc Shake. Banks should be coming in here momentarily. This is a Not For Debate podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and also other major streaming platforms. We got a special guest in the building. Oh, my gosh. Very special guest. Very special guest. We have, excuse me, the voice for the Texans in the YouTube community, Mr. Spitz389. What's going on, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? Happy to be on, man. Appreciate y'all having me on today, man. Are you from from Houston, bro? Actually, no. I'm uh, from right outside of Houston. I'm like maybe like... 25, 40 minutes away from you, 25, 30 minutes away hey, from you. I swear, like, the second I hear your accent, you, you sound a little bit like Jay Prince. No, no, no. From Rap a lot. No, I grew up around Houston. I'm in Houston almost every other weekend. Uh, All right. But yeah, I, I'm not officially from the city of Houston, I'm right outside. Okay. You just look kind of like me. Like, I grew up just outside Miami. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not from Miami, but I grew up, I'm from right around Miami. Yeah, you're right around, right around the corner. I right around you. the corner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask the exact same question because you're an Orlando Magic fan too, right? Yes, yes. So I was like, whoa, okay, Houston Texans, Orlando Magic. We, we, I got to hear this story about the Orlando Magic. Oh, it's simple. My my favorite basketball player of all time is, is Trace McGrady. So, no. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy really too. It's really all it is, man. Like, like when, when he became T Mac. So, I, I just I'm not a person who hopped from team to team. So, since I identified with the Magic, so even when he went to the Rockets and went on to the uh, other teams, I stayed in Orlando. So that's all it was. I hear you. This is this is something I'm fascinated with. Is people people that align with teams that ain't from their area like okay <laughs> I'm, I'm someone like i support all the teams from my area and when i went to different areas i talked to different people and i was like you know types of people from washington but they uh they're packers fans i'm just like oh, how that happened it'd be like oh <laughs> it's, it's it's the same reason why a lot of people are miami dolphins fans from back in the day because they were really dan marino fans Right, right, right. That way, so it's almost like you find a player that you latch on to, and then all of a sudden you got a team. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Mm. So, but we go. I was going to say we just go jump right into this, man. Yeah, Texas, man. Okay. man. <laughs> From the top, I, first, first question I gotta ask: like, how disappointed are you in the Houston, Texas, as far as 2020 is concerned? Man, highly disappointed. Uh, mm. If you talk about the record, I kind of already predicted it. Like when the season, uh, when the schedule came out, of course I, I was optimistic, had my optimistic views. But I had I told people that I could see the Texans starting off zero and four and going into the bye week being one and six, and that's exactly what they did. Mm. Um, I thought that that would be the time that they would fire Bill O'Brien, not knowing they would fire him four games into the season. So I was in, in the beginning happy about that standpoint. Thought that we could maybe go on some type of run. But mm-hmm. I knew that the team was deployed of talent from the jump. Like, the team really, from top to bottom, is not all that talented. We have a couple skilled players here and there. Of course, we have a quarterback, but the rest of the team itself wasn't full of talent. So mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised to see that the team basically played the way they played throughout the whole year. Now, if you want to talk about the mess that's been going on for the past month and a half, 
We're going to get into that. Because I'm pretty sure you have a pretty clear picture of the mm-hmm. timeline from when Dwayne Brown ended up getting traded to the Lermy Tunsil situation to mm-hmm. Jadavion Clowney to now. So we, right, we, right, we, right. we definitely go get into that. But we, me, Shake, and Havoc, we go back and forth as far as how Bill O'Brien, the coach, and Bill O'Brien, the GM, uh, was you okay with Bill O'Brien, the coach, and it was just the GM, Bill O'Brien, or is it just both that you just did not like? Both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> short answer, both. Um, and, and the reason why I felt like I, I felt that Bill O'Brien got got to a point that he became stagnant. That it became to the point that he was he got you to this point of your life, and after that, his time was done. That he he was a guy who took a who took, like he could get a bad team playing halfway decent, but that's it. He couldn't get you over the top. And I'm a, I'm a type of person who I want championship. So I want somebody who's going to be able to get me over the top. And the only thing he was good enough to do was get you nine wins, win the AFC South, and that was about it. And a first exit, uh, first exit at the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I knew then. I, I say after we lost to the Colts, I was like, yeah, we already know that this guy's not going to be the guy who's going to lead us into the championship realm of the NFL. So it's time to go ahead and cut bait. Then they rewarded him by allowing him to be the general manager, and then that's when all the ultimate mistakes happened. And basically, mm-hmm. that's to the situation that we're in right now. Mm. Let me ask you a question about the Houston Texans as as a, or as an organization. Okay. Uh, one, I think the consensus around the league there there's usually one or two franchises with someone in charge that you can, so to say, uh, pull the wool over their heads. And right, I think right. the the consensus outside of the Houston area of just NFL fans from around the country is Bill O'Brien's not a real GM. So yeah, yeah. And I think when you saw when he traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins for a bag lunch, I think every other GM in the league was on notice. It's ripe for the picking. So let me, right, let me right. just ask you from an organizational standpoint. Uh, do 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 you feel that that Houston is moving in the right direction? Just just as just as a whole franchise, do you think that they're moving in the right direction now? Because the past few years, because y'all had a window with you had a, a defensive player of the year, caliber player on your defense. You had Deshaun Watson. You had uh, all pro wide receiver. Like y'all had pieces from the right, from a right, long right. view. You're looking at it, it's like this team should be doing something, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, Bill O'Brien couldn't get him over the top. So let me ask you, how do you feel about the Houston Texans organization uh, moving forward? A dumpster fire. It's just that simple. <laughs> like, like, it's just that simple. As of right now, we're operating like a dumpster fire, and this situation is going to be – we're going to be like uh, – I don't know if you uh, if you watch the playoffs and when Cleveland when they, uh, um, went, when they won their playoff game against uh, the Steelers and when Buffalo uh, beat the Colts, the little graphic they pull up, the first playoff win since 94, the first playoff win since uh, 95. That's going to be the Texans. Like, I, mm. The way the way they're leaning is going to be, we're not going to have a first playoff win until like 
it's like we're we gonna have a playoff win 25 years from now. They're gonna say the first playoff win since 2020 when it was or 2019. That's the last mm-hmm. time we won a playoff game, and it's gonna be what 2000 like 41 or some shit like that. Like that. That's pretty much the situation <laughs> that we're Man. leaning towards. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not good at all. And the temperature. I mean, Texas is normally a hot state. The temperature in Houston is on fire right now. Like like it, it's it's past 105 degrees. Like like it is heated down here. Like mm-hmm. nobody is liking what's going on. Nobody's liking what they're seeing or what they're hearing from this organization. I hear you, and I, I think particularly because right now it's not Cal McNair is not he's passed right. Right now it's the son that's running the team, right? We'll see. Well, Cal is the son. Bob is the it was the dad. Bob McNair. Cal. Bob McNair. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cal Cal's so, the son, and he's the he's the CEO because technically his mother is the actual owner, Janice McNair. Okay. Uh, Bob Menez, uh, um wife, she's technically the owner, but Cal's the one mm-hmm. who's making all the decisions. Okay, because I just 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 looking at it, it it appears they're not. It's it's almost like if if um, like the Patriots were the textbook of doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like Houston is is kind of I don't know if they're trying to figure out how to run a fr- an NFL franchise as they go along. Um, but you brought in Nick Casario, you, you hired a head coach. Um, uh, I mean, did, are, are, are things look at the, at the bare minimum, Bill O'Brien is sitting at his house, house sipping tea. Uh, I mean, are, are things even, are, even if you, even if things aren't necessarily looking like championship caliber, do you feel like they're, they're trying to get back on the right track? No, not, oh, not whatsoever. Not even <laughs> no, with no. the head coaching hire with David Cully? No, who, 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 <laughs> <laughs> who? Come on, man! <laughs> come on, man! Who? I, I didn't even know who dude was. Like, come on! I, like, nobody knew who he was. His people probably didn't know who he was. Like, who is that? Like, no, nah, man. This it seems like some like it seems like some things they tried to do to try to save face because mm-hmm. I don't think that was the guy who they wanted. I believe they wanted somebody else and they couldn't bring in who they really wanted. Um. Most people down here wanted EB, want Airbnb, uh, to be the head coach. It would make mm-hmm. the right, it would make the most sense. Um, I actually wasn't on that train. Like I, I had no problem with us bringing the Airbnb. I was leaning more so of a, a, either a Lincoln Riley or a Byron Left, which I'm really high on, on, on Byron, especially from being the former uh, NFL quarterback himself, and also seeing what he's done not only with Tom Brady, but if you look at what we did last year with Jameis, even though Jameis threw the ball to the other team thirty times, Jameis still played at a, a very high level outside of the interceptions. Now that's more so on Jameis, not on, on Byron Leftwich or the scheme. So I was very high on those type of guys. And like I said, I had no problem with EB. EB's the offensive coordinator of the best offensive team for the past three years. It's been the three consecutive AFC championship games and now back-to-back Super Bowls. So from a credential standpoint, he deserves at least a look, if not an absolute shot. But then you hire somebody, David Cully, that nobody has even heard of. So, no, <laughs> I don't think that they're going nowhere near the right direction. That mm-hmm. this, coaching, this coaching hire does not get me or anybody on their team excited. But that's what the organization chose to do. Hmm. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my opinion on 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 David because I, I also don't know who he is, right? But I do think, and and I'm I'm certain that you know he's stamped and certified in terms of being an NFL uh, assistant coach. But um, I, I feel like it's what I would call an appeasement pick, which mm. is you, you you bring him in, but basically he's gonna be under the control of the GM, right? Like he's not he's not coming in with any type of organizational power. He's just the coach and that's it. 
So it, he's, it a, he's like, a yes man. Exactly. Exactly. So, so he saying. had no. He has no relationship with Deshaun Watson whatsoever. Uh, reportedly, that he was a, he was a coach during the Pro Bowl last year. Like he was one of the assistant coaches during the Pro Bowl because he was he was on the Ravens staff. And I think the Ravens coaching staff was the coach for the Pro Bowl and mm-hmm. uh, the coaching staff of the AFC. And him and Deshaun, I guess, spent a week together, and they, I guess, quote unquote, formed a relationship. How how much relationship can you really form in a week span when it's basically those players when they go to the Pro Bowl, they're treating it as a vacation. So I don't really Absolutely. know how much chem. I don't really know how much chemistry you really can uh, a vibe with somebody. But no, but I definitely think he's a yes man. He didn't get. He didn't even pick his own his own staff. His coaching staff was picked before he was hired. So like, he didn't pick his moment, own staff. No, the moment they hired David Cully, like 10 seconds later, like literally, like right after they announced that David Cully was the head coach, they started naming the offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator is the offensive coordinator of last year. It's Tim Kelly. They they uh, brought in Lovey Smith to be a defensive coordinator, and they just started naming all these other coaches. Before you even hire and notify who you who you classify as your head coach, we start getting the reports in of who's on his coaching staff. So his coaching staff was handpicked for him. So if I can't even pick my own staff, how much control will I really have? I just think he's just a figure. He's just a yes man in the situation. Mm. So they, it's almost like they setting him up to fail. Almost like we know the next few years. It's almost it's almost like what rebuilding franchises do a lot of times is they pick a coach who, and they're just gonna pile a whole bunch of L's on his record, and hopefully that he can he can ride out those L's. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna call it right now. When I when they brought in Lovey Smith as defensive coordinator, they brought him in because if it don't work out with the head coach, he's gonna be the interim head coach at some point. He's basically the the head coach mm-hmm. waiting, in my opinion. And David Coley, you know, if it doesn't work out, which it's all about the players you bring in, but if right, if it right. doesn't work out, they basically got his got his replacement standing over his shoulder already. No, they, I think they got somebody who they who they want to bring in as as the full fledged coach, and that's uh, um um. I can't think of his name right now. Josh McCown, the quarterback. Josh mm-hmm. McCown. They, okay. they got him as the they got him as the uh, um, quarterbacks coach. He was he was the third string quarterback for the Texans last year. They got him as being the quarterbacks coach. I think he's the head coach in waiting. I think okay. Uh, they try to him up a little bit, right? Because Cully signed a five year contract. I don't think Cully makes it past three years. I think after mm-hmm. three years, they're going to find a way to move. Um, um, which is called up to be the head coach eventually. That's why. That's in my personal opinion. I think Josh McCown is going to end up being the head coach within the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what the Dan, this Dan Cully reminds me of Cam Cameron. Two point. I was just about to say that, Shake. I was just about to say that. It 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 no. looks so much like a dude you bring in that he he's and and I and I and I will also say I don't know I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to assume. Uh, Coley is probably the lowest paid head coach in the league. I'm just going to assume that. I mean, I, I, I his, his, the terms of his contract, how much he's making, I haven't seen it. If, the, if it is out, I'm not going to say it's out. Not, I, all I know is he signed a five-year contract. I don't know how much he's making per year, how much the total contract is, but I do mm-hmm. know he signed the five-year contract. I don't know exactly what the money is, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the lowest paid uh, head coach. I know one thing, Nick Casario mm-hmm. is the third highest paid GM. He got a six-year deal. He's the third highest paid GM with at, without doing absolutely nothing yet. He's already third highest paid GM. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I guess we're gonna find out, you know, who was really picking the groceries. Was was it was it Belichick? Or was it 
Casario, who's now who's now in uh who's now we, in Houston. We, we, we know who it was. It, it was man, we was. know we know it's Belichick. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you, you can play that game if you want to. We already know who we know who was doing the decisions. Come on, ain't well, nobody telling ain't nobody not even Robert Kraft telling Bel, telling Bill Belichick what to do. Let's come on, let's call mm-hmm. it like that, man. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you, man. It's well, well one thing I can relate to Houston is um, when you have a coach that's in charge of the 53-man roster, Adam Gase, things are bound to happen wrong. I just just described the front office for the Houston (laughs) Texans just now. I could see the New York Jets organization somewhat similar to that, but I'm not going to confirm that just yet. We're going to revisit that. We're just going to revisit that. Okay. Instead, of, instead of just putting everything on gaze, because I, I strongly believe that's not all on gaze. But back to the Houston Texans, Spitz, take us back. Uh, how long, how many seasons ago was that? It was like four or five seasons ago with the with the whole quote from the owner as far as the inmates running the asylum. Take us back to that. Break us break that down to us real fast. Back in tw- uh, twenty seventeen, yeah, okay. So we all we it was stem stemming from the whole Kaepernick situation, um, and. He, uh, uh, the only Bob in there, uh, was, uh, was saying, I guess, in a play, in a, not a player's meeting, but in the uh, owner's, per, uh, owner's, uh, uh, um, VP meeting, wherever it was, when he said you can't have the inmates run, uh, can't have the inmates run the prison, when the term is you can't have the inmates run the asylum, but he said mm-hmm. prison, and that, um, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially, um, offensive left tackle Dwayne Brown. Now, Dwayne Brown and Bob Minier already had issues dating back to the year before. Um, when Kaepernick first started taking the knee, um, it was a, a Patriots game on Thursday night football. Um, Dwayne Brown did not take a knee because I respect for because the only bottom there did not like players doing that. They wanted everybody to know hand over the heart during the national anthem. So what he did instead of taking the knee, he held up a fist, held up a fist, and. Bob Minette didn't like that. Bob Minette called him into his office. They had the conversation about it, and he asked him not to do it again, and it was no more said. So that following offseason, Dwayne Brown had one year left on this deal, wanted a new contract. They didn't want to give him a contract. And they're saying that this, it stemmed from that, like that Bob Minette didn't feel comfortable about giving him a contract because of that. So they were throwing all other type of stuff in, in uh, you know, how organizations do, or the reason why I don't need to pay you, oh, you do this, you do that, you late here, you late here, like all the type of reasons why they don't want to give you a raise. And he just held out. He held out. He came back, but the moment he came back, was this happened to be the same week as those comments came out. He was very vocal. He was, he was extremely vocal, all on ESPN, talking uh, talking about it. And he played one game against Seattle, and then the next day he was traded. It was all stemming basically from that whole comment, and they already having issues dating back a year prior to uh, Dwayne Brown holding up a fist during the Patriots game. And Bobby Nett did not like that. That rubbed Bobby Nett the wrong way. So that's when that that's when you start seeing the cracks, and that's when this franchise, the fabric of this, what this franchise could have been building, start to really unraveling the moment you trade away your uh, franchise left tackle, Dwayne Brown, who's still playing a good football, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel, um, do you, do you feel that the Houston Texans organization is openly hostile to, um, to outspoken black athletes? For example, you just broke down the thing about Dwayne Brown. Uh, I think what was it? Bill O'Brien was talking about DeAndre Hopkins. You can't have all your baby mamas uh, running around the place. 
Right, right. Like, break, break that one down too. Break that one down. Yeah, yeah, break that one. Like, down. like, nope. like, it, 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 I, I'm just seeing the pattern developing mm-hmm. of shut up and dribble, basically. Right, right, right. To be honest, I think it's period. Now we haven't had a real, we haven't had a, a white player to be outspoken, so I can't really say if it, if it's like that across the board because, like, the most of the time, the people who've been outspoken have been black players now I, I haven't seen like, we haven't had a white player and to be honest we haven't really had that many players JJ, really what about the, jj or what he really doesn't be outspoken about like jj normally to play normally plays the middle like he says he made some comments about the george floyd situation uh but then but, but then also um, um um bill o'brien made comments about it as well bill o'brien actually took a knee in i think in all of all four of the games that he mm-hmm. that, that he coached he took he took a knee so I, I, I it's, it seems like now if the the uh, the world as in general is more forgiving of certain things than they were four years ago when it comes mm-hmm. to football players taking these. So uh, you kind of like you not roll your eyes at that, but you kind of be like, OK, would you have done that four years ago or are you just doing it because it's OK to do it now? It's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Back then it wasn't acceptable. Now it is acceptable. So we, we let you have a pass. So it's kind of really hard to say. But I, yeah, they do have those type of vibes about the whole. Just like you say, just shut up and dribble. But it has been mostly become with, with with black players. Now about the whole DeAndre Hopkins things and the baby mom, uh, baby mamas. Dog, I didn't even know Hopkins had kids until he got traded. Until that whole comment came out, that was not, no. Uh, there was no words about that down here. And this is Texas. This is football. This is social media age. If his baby mama was out there wilding, like tripping, like all in his face and mm-hmm. being ghetto and stuff like that. Everybody would have known about that. That would have made the evening news. It would have been all on social media. Be like, oh, football player, baby mama out here tripping. Nothing was ever said. So I don't even know to the extent of what he was talking about because until they actually had that, until I think it was um, Michael Irvin who talked about it on, on first take, didn't nobody even know he had baby mamas like that. Like, like, like Hopkins kept his business his business. People mm-hmm. didn't know how business like that. Like he was, he kept mm-hmm. the player on all fronts. So that was just when, like, when you heard the situation happen, you like, what? And mm-hmm. even though I, I think mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien gets a lot of the blame, which he should because he was at the time the head coach and the acting general manager. There's another guy behind the scenes named Jack Easterby, who I believe is the, <laughs> the, is, the is the main culprit. I think he's the guy who's in everybody's ear and everybody's ear. There's a reason why all these bad decisions have been happening, because the moment he got here, that's when all the real funky stuff really started happening with this mm-hmm. organization and it really started breaking down. It, it appears that there's what, okay. Okay, shake. Uh, the the uh, the bad sign um, uh, uh, about Jack at Easterby is I don't know nothing about Houston Texans except for JJ Watt and, and Deshaun Watson, and I know about him because his name has been coming up on all kind of negative shit. If you mm-hmm. know a team's another team's GM owner, so, something bad is happening. And right. You know, no talk about if he's doing something well. Right, and and you know what? On, on top of that, on, on top of that, I've heard former Houston Texans players call him out by name and say, right. "This Easterby guy, yeah, he's the real problem." Right now, right. It, it appears that he has some sort of relationship with ownership that he gonna be around whether you like it or not. But yeah, it, it appears it appears most people mm-hmm. don't want don't like him around. Don't think he's necessarily contributing to the Houston Texans being a winning organization. I don't know him that much, but I do know his name. And usually, if I don't, if I know your name, 
usually I know it for a good reason, but he seems to be a dude. I only know his name for bad reasons, and that's because former players they don't speak highly of him. Yeah, it, it, it's the thing that he he got the one person he needs to get fooled, and that's mm-hmm. Calvin there. That's it. Like he, no, everybody else can hate him. He only need he only needs one person to fall in love. He only needs one person, like they always say about uh mm-hmm. about draft picks. All you need is one team to fall in love with you. The rest of the thirty one other teams can hate you. All you need is one team to fall in love with you for you to get drafted. All he needs is one person. And he got he got this cash cow. He got Cal McNair and he got he's able to, to be able to slide up and get next to Cal McNair and he's in. He he's in. No matter what anybody else says, he pulled the wool over his eyes and he's basically in control. And he's he's uh, and Cal said on numerous mm-hmm. fronts that Jack is not going anywhere. I don't no, know exactly yeah. what the extent of their relationship is, but he's saying that Cal's not. I mean, Cal said that Jack is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like you say, former players, well, current players, everybody has a problem with him. Well, I can I can guess the the extent of their relationship is Jack Jack Easterby is Cal McNair's mole. He walks around the building. He sees what's what. Well, here's he hears thing. what's happening, and he tells him he has, he tells the owner everything that that usually people with morals would keep to themselves. Hmm. In my opinion, the one thing about Kyrie used to be the one thing about the one thing about Kyrie used to be is is everybody hates the hitman except for the guy that's giving the hits, and that's that's pretty that's much a, what he is. He's 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 his hitman. He's doing the dirty work that he hey do this do this. He's kind of like a puppet figure, if you will. So so that you bring up an interesting point with that. So the whole thing with the, with Deshaun uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Because it, it, it seems like from the outside, they, they try to formulate a story so they could legitimize trading him away. Mm-hmm. Now, is this something where uh, DeAndre Hopkins had some type of conversation with McNair that McNair didn't like? Maybe he said some things to him about the way he's running the team that he didn't like. Maybe he said something to Easterby about his, the way he's running the team that he didn't like. So they kind of just ginned up a story. And try and well, see, throw a little dirt on his name to ship him out. Well, see the 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 the, the, the lie that they t- the lie that they're running with down here is that that the hop won hop won a new contract, and because they had to pay Laramie Tunsil and they also had to pay Deshaun Watson, they couldn't afford to give Hop a contract. So that was their reasoning for saying they were trading away Hopkins. Um, SI uh, has two, not one. But two articles, two fully linked articles about Jack Easterby, about the times he's been caught in lies, saying that he was a assistant general manager to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it, that come out to be false. Something about things he used to do for the New England Patriots, and, um, and Bill Belichick has come out and said those things was false as well. That was the first article. And in that mm-hmm. article, it says that, that, that Jack was going around the locker room telling people that they need to get rid of Hopkins. Now, when you bring back about the whole him having baby mamas thing, this is what a lot of us believe because the reason Jack is the reason Jack is in the position that he's in is because he was a uh, he, he was a chaplain. He was a team chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was also the team chaplain for the New England Patriots. So we're thinking it's more so of a religious thing because if if uh, Hopkins having multiple baby mamas, that means he's having premarital sex, and that's against basically Jack Easterby's code. And okay. that's the real reason why he's getting them shipped out. Because so it he, seems like, and if you look at mm. the players that the Texans have brought in recently, it's like we're trying to bring mm. in a certain type of person, not, mm. I, I, not, not, not just not the best athlete. Not oh, if you can catch, you good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can run fast, you good. Oh, you can tackle this. It's 
you okay, but you're the right type of guy. So we rather have the right type of guy instead of having the best athlete available. Mm. It's that's Man. interesting you say that mm. because when we made the trade to you guys for Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills was he was shipped out because of his because of his comments about Stephen Ross, our owner, as far as supporting Donald Trump. And his whole, I think it was an event or something like that. Correct yeah, me fundraiser. It was a fundraiser. So mm-hmm. he was included in that Lermy Tunsil deal. So it's, right. it's interesting that you that you bring up uh, as far as what kind of players they decide they want to bring into Houston if Kenny Stills is just another one of those guys that's going to stand up for what he believes in. Right. Yeah, and, and to mm. be honest, a lot, a lot of people were surprised well, when, when we brought too, in Kenny Stills. Um, well, well, damn. Uh, good, good, Spitz. My bad. No, no that's I was saying, we were uh, we surprised. What, what make, makes sense now? Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah we can. Oh, yeah, well, we can. Oh, you done. It <laughs> 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 jumped out. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I I think just to just to just to add another little something to it, I, I and I and I always thought. The NFL is a type of business where you can't just get by on relationships. Like at a certain point, you will get exposed and you will lose your job. But it it it, it appears that when you when you hold when you hold the people at the top of your organization to a standard that we're not so concerned with winning as much as we're just concerned with having good guys around. Because we don't want another situation. We don't want another Dwayne Brown situation. We don't want another DeAndre Hopkins situation. We just want guys who aren't going to bring us drama. Right. Now, right. the problem is dudes that bring you drama are very talented. And you got to have. Most of the time, yeah. You got to have organizational consistency. So when, when drama does come, you have an answer for the drama. And it appears that instead of. Lining up your organization in a way where you can handle guys. Like, that's the thing that um, people talk about with New England, even Seattle, is they bring in guys and they get them, they get them on, you know, they get them with the, with the, with the game plan. It appears that the Texans aren't necessarily concerned with getting guys in the game plan because they don't have a game plan. Yeah, they, they don't. They really don't. They want guys who are going to come in, not going to make waves. And that, that seems about it. And what we're seeing now is. You done trade away your best wide receiver. Your looks like you're about to trade away your quarterback because yeah. either you know if, if 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 he's really about what he what he's talking about, he ain't playing. If if he if he doesn't get traded, and I think JJ Watt is probably not too far away uh, well, you, from you, the front you door got, as well. You, you have to get rid of JJ if if especially if you get rid of uh, it's uh, Deshaun. To him. Like, yeah, like it's and, and it does it does it just wouldn't make any sense. Like if you if the moment you get rid of Deshaun Watson, you're going in complete rebuild mode. So mm-hmm. there's no reason why you have a 32, 30, 31, 32 year old guy making seventeen and a half million on your roster mm-hmm. if you if you're in rebuilding mode. That doesn't it doesn't make sense football standpoint or from a salary standpoint. One, you're gonna need to clear off the books as much as you possibly can. So you need to get rid of all the big major contracts that you have. And you need to get rid of all the older guys because you're gonna need to tank to find that new the new quarterback. And you gotta go younger, younger, cheaper. You just gotta go younger and cheaper. 
Like, like that's a, like it doesn't make any sense to keep him if you get rid of Sean. For some people argue it doesn't make sense to keep him if you have Sean Watson. But it definitely doesn't make sense if you uh if you uh get rid of him. And that's my whole thing. And that's the reason why I, I normally when teams say that they're not trading somebody, when they say, "Oh, we're not trading that person," that means they're about to trade them. Mm-hmm. Now. I think this situation is slightly different one because most of the time those are when the the rumors are coming from the organization standpoint of trading them. This is a different situation because Deshaun is the one who's the catalyst. He's the one who's asking for the trade. But the Texans, I believe them that they don't really want to trade them because if you trade if you if you trade away Hopkins last year, you're going to trade away Deshaun Watson, and in that case, you have to trade away JJ. What jersey are you selling? <laughs> like, 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 I, like I, I'm being serious. Like, what jersey can you sell? You can't sell no jersey. Like, like you, you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't get people on the Larry Tunsil jersey, man. Ain't nobody buy no Larry Tunsil jersey. <laughs> like, come on, man. You're not. What jerseys you selling? You can't sell. You can't sell nothing. You can't sell nothing. So, oh, from man. a marketing standpoint, they don't want to get rid of them. Not, not even just from a football standpoint. Just from a marketing standpoint, you don't want to get rid of them. So, mm-hmm. but. This is the situation that you put yourself in because of the moves that you've made. All the things that y'all that y'all have talked about are valid. Like all the moves that you've done for the past four to five years have led you to this moment right here. And it's really, like I say, the, the, like the door has been swung the fuck open. It's wide open. It's t- it, the door is taken off the hinges. It's a wide <laughs> space. Anything can happen now. Anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if anything at this point. All right. Before we before we get to this Deshaun Watson situation. I did want to I, I did want to talk about the Jadavia Clowney because I feel like after you just broke it all down to us, I feel like Jadavia Clowney in a silent way was saying, I don't want to play for this organization no matter how much you were to pay me, no matter what the price tag was. Hold on. No, Shake. that's actually not the situation. Clowney was ready to play. No, uh, the Clowney situation was completely all about money. Clowney wanted $100 million. No, like that. His mindset was on making a hundred million dollars. Do Do you agree with that? A hundred million. No, Clowney's not worth a hundred million dollars, and I like Clowney, but Clowney's not a pass rusher. Even though he plays a pass rusher position, he's not a pass rusher. Hmm. He's just I. He's not. He's Clowney's not a pass rusher. He not. I, I believe he's the best run stuff in the NFL when he's fully healthy. He's the best run stuff in the NFL. But when it comes to getting to the quarterback, he's not a pass rusher. He does not. He, he, he's, he's just not. He, he's not a elite pass rusher. He could, he's a good one, but he's not an elite one. Therefore, you don't pay him a hundred million dollars. It makes sense. Yeah, hey, I don't man. think he's ever had a ten sack season either. Actually, no. He's his highest sack total and, is nine. And you not know even nine and a half. It's nine. And I, and even though he is well known as one of the best run defenders in the league, I still feel a lot of the 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 lore surrounding Jadavia and Clowney still goes back to college when he knocked that dude's helmet off. I think that's yeah, what people that, that, keep, that's, yeah. keep banking off of. Yeah, that mm-hmm. and that and that Mel Kiper and them kept on saying he's a mm-hmm. once in a lifetime generation pass yeah. rusher, and he's not. He's not even the he's the third best. He's the third best defender in this draft. Because uh, Donald's better than him and Cleo yep. Mack. And all three of them yeah. were taking right away. Like, uh, Cleo Mack was taking fifth and Donald was taking with like 15. So like, like all three, those two guys are way better defenders all around than the number one pick in the draft is Jadavion Clowney. So there's no way you're worth $100 million. I'm sorry. There's no way you can explain that to me. That's mm. interesting. That's very interesting. Mm. All right. So I, when you said by the way, the... Uh, we got our first uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, no. Can you hear me? We can hear you. My, okay, I was saying uh, the first uh, nominees, and 
wide receiver Drew, Pars- Drew Pearson is in the Hall of Fame. So we're still waiting for Zach Thomas. Okay. Man, but, Drew uh, Pierce has been waiting for <laughs> how many decades to get into the Hall of Fame? They finally let him in? Good for him. Yeah. So I, I remember you sent me the video for as far as these trade scenarios. Yeah, he was in the, in the 70s all-decade team. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I know Drew Pearson is well known for having the camera on him every, like the past few years when they've been announcing the Hall of Fame. And every year they he didn't get in. And every year I got to watch Drew Pearson cry about not getting into the Hall of Fame. So I'm glad he's getting in. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the video you sent me as far as the Houston Texans trade scenarios for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I like the list. My only issue with the list is as far as – the, the New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins as far as in a bidding war because let's talk about it. <laughs> so 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 my thing is all right, Deshaun Watson, he's got the trade clause. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know why would Deshaun Watson want to go to a team where they're in a re, they're in rebuilding mode and they're gonna be giving up assets to put them basically at the bottom of the barrel if if they had any chance of making a playoff run in 2021. So that's that's my only issue as far as with the New York Jets being a possible landing spot for Deshaun Watson. This is the thing. Yeah, I agree. I believe to be honest, I just got to talk about the Texas talent. I believe if, you, if Deshaun's on the Jets, he's in the worst situation. It's not he's in the he's in the same it's, it's a louder move, it's the exact same situation, if not worse. Mm-hmm. I can see I can make a case that it's it's a worse situation by being uh the being a Jet. Um because at least in Houston, he, he, at the very least, he's gonna have a chance to win the AFC South. There's no way that he can win the, the AFC East with New York. I mean, you still got Buffalo, you still got Miami, and then you can never count out a new. Uh, you can never count out Bill Belichick, even though they don't have a quarterback. You still got Bill Belichick. You can never count that out. So mm-hmm. I definitely see him being either the third or the fourth best team, even with the Jets as they're currently constructed. The thing that the Jets have is as New York, and New York is at the end of the day still New York, and mm-hmm. um. It's been talks that Deshaun is talking about expanding his brand, making his brand bigger, and that's part of the reason why he'll be open to going to the Jets. Also, to be coached by Robert Salah, one of the guys who he wanted to be coached, but he wanted the Texans to even he wanted the Texans to give a, a look at both Salah and uh, Eb. Eb was his number one, but uh, Robert Salah was his number two, and the Texans didn't even interview Robert Salah. So that right there is the reason why he like there's talks about him going to the Jets. But I do think. If he has a choice, I think his number one team is the Dolphins because I mean, Dolphins won ten games last year with like going back between Tua and Fitzpatrick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I know you're happy that, that, that that's the, that's the situation. I think is the worst situation it's, of them all. Like, you know, it's, it's, hor- if, it's, horrible. it's horrible. It's horrible. It's a horrible situation. I don't if, even want to talk about it so bad. If 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 I'm Houston, I if I'm Houston number one, I'm looking to get as many picks as possible. Because, right. and it's and I've said this before, and I'm gonna keep saying it. You want to win this league, you need a whole ass team. It ain't just about right. having the superstar quarterback, and he gonna put the whole team on his back. Because the whole put your whole team on the back thing don't work in the playoffs. It's it it it, it might work against the Bengals in the regular season. It don't work in the playoffs. So right, right, right. If 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 I'm used, to, I'm just looking to get as many picks as possible. And the problem is. If you want to get as many picks as possible, Miami is not going to give that to you. 
Now that's, that's why that's why the Jets is the best option from from a from a from a from that standpoint. But and another reason too, I believe this: if you trade away Deshaun Watson, if you lose your quarterback, what free agent want to come to Houston? Like come we on, go, we're like, gonna give you Tua back though. I know you say you're not a fan of Tua. Now explain to me. Well, did explain- you just really say that? <laughs> <laughs> did that really just come out your mouth with confidence? I, I'm not. <laughs> see, see, here's the here's the thing because. I'm willing to give you. We're gonna play. We're gonna play. We're gonna play. I'm gonna be Chris Beer here. You willing to give me? You willing to give me tour? Okay. You willing to give me tour? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you tour, and I'm gonna give you both our first round picks and one of our second round picks for just Deshaun Watson. What you think? <laughs> ain't no way on, on, on no players that enough. One, <laughs> it's so it's so it's, it's so it's so many things wrong. Just, it's, so, it's so many things just wrong and dirty. Just just wrong and dirty with this whole Deshaun Watson to Miami. One, like I just said, Miami won ten games going back and forth. So if you add Deshaun Watson to that mix, you talking about ten win team. You add Deshaun Watson to that mix. That's a twelve to thirteen win team. So that means I can see the, I can see the Miami Dolphins with Deshaun Watson playing and winning the Super Bowl in the next three years. I'm gonna be heartbroken because I'm be every time I look and see that I'm gonna be like that's my Super Bowl because that's my quarterback. So that's one <laughs> thing that's wrong with it. Two, I don't want no damn Tua. Y'all don't even want Tua. Y'all keep going back and forth. Yeah. Y'all pull Tua after three plays. Uh, 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 put Patrick. Come on, man. Oh, so you gonna give me Tua? And y'all gonna even trust him to finish out a quarter? But y'all gonna give him to me? Okay, that's fine. And then the thing, the, the most egregious, the, just the most egregious thing about the whole trade to Miami, I'm gonna trade y'all for a pick that already belonged to me. <laughs> the, draft pick the draft is my pick. <laughs> that's my pick. Like that's already pick my pick. <laughs> like that's my pick. So in essence, that means I traded Deshaun Watson, a franchise quarterback. For Larry Tunsil. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, exactly. No, I mean, basically. No. <laughs> As, no. Yeah. Y'all got to play damage control, though. You got to take something. Nah, nah. It don't work like that, bro. It don't work like that, man. I'll I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll add Xavier Howard in there for you. I like Xavier Howard. And I, would want, I would love to bring him back to the city of Houston. But no. But, but, but I think the, the problem with adding Xavier Howard is – if they trade Deshaun Watson, they're trying to get rid of cap, right? And if you're trying to get rid of cap, you're not going to bring on uh, Xavier Howard. He's not going to be how, in your long term plans. How, how about this? How about how about y'all give me Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and Jaseki? No, you can have this Jaseki, but you can't have. You can only have one corner. You so you want, one. you want you want half one. You want half of our secondary. He can't afford it. He can't afford it. But he can afford hey. Jaseki. But he can't afford both corners. I know that for a fact. Yes, we can. We we get rid of Jay and we get rid of the side. So yeah, I, give, give me Byron Jones. Give, give, give me Xavier uh, Howard. Give me Jaseki. Now, now, now you be greedy because now you want give give, give me give me That's both of them first. Though you want four picks. Yep. You want Xavier? Yep. Are you, are you, are you going to take two or two? No, y'all can have two. No, nah, I don't want two. No, no, we don't need them. We don't need them. You have Deshaun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got... No, y- y- y'all can use two. Y'all can t- trade two. Trade two to the Colts. Trade two to the uh, to, hey, uh, nah. uh, to the big. Uh, trade two or somewhere else. It's other teams that need quarterbacks. 
Trade to us somewhere over there. Y'all get y'all pick back. Y'all, y'all got sip from the Houston. Yeah, you got the Colts. You got Pittsburgh. You got uh um Washington. You got New Orleans. Like that, because think about this. Two was compared to Drew Brees. Send them to New Orleans. There you go, right there. <laughs> okay, so you know, I guess it's... the Houston don't even want tour now. Okay, you know no, what? we don't want no tour. Again. <laughs> Y'all willing, y'all are willing to give up Tua for Deshaun. Why would we want to give up Deshaun for Tua? That makes no sense at all. Come on, man. It, look, it's I think I think it's one of these things where I think particularly Deshaun Watson in Miami. I think I think honestly I think that's that's them trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. Like I'm sure ideally Deshaun Watson would love to go to a play a team that's about to go to the playoffs. Probably next year. Uh, I'm sure Deshaun would love that. But if you're t- looking at it from a, from an organizational standpoint, there's no way Miami's going to give you the most assets. Like there's there's there, there's no way they're going there's no way Miami's going to give you more assets than the Jets would. Shit, he spent asking for a king's ransom right now. He, he wants for half the team. He wants. Are half you the right? He's he trying to take both corners. He wants the whole secondary and the tight end. We're in a negotiation. We're in a negotiation. Man. He hey, over exactly. here agreed. We might as well just rebuild again if we're gonna give you all that. <laughs> Baby, I mean, y'all, still, y'all still got Devontae Parker. Y'all still got Jakeem Grant. Come you on, can man. Have Jakeem Parker. Grant. You can have Devontae Parker. Hey, I'm, have I'm a Grant. First of all, I'm a Texas Tech guy, so I like Jakeem Grant. First of you all, you can have him. You can gladly have him. He can have Devontae. No, we, we, no, we, we, we got Kiki. We don't need. We don't need Jakeem Grant. We got Kiki. Oh, Kiki we don't need Kiki Kuti. Yeah, we got Kiki. We don't need Jakeem. We, we already got a Texas Tech receiver. We don't need another. We good. Even though <laughs> well, I like Jakeem. What's wrong with Jakeem? Jakeem, he I always see him running punts and stuff. Back. What's wrong? That's with Jakeem? the problem. Jakeem, he's Jakeem only Grant a punt. He's catch. only a return specialist. That's it. His, I gave him. I gave him three years. I try okay. to defend him as much as possible. That's what he, was, that's what he was at Tech. Like, that's what he was at Tech. He, 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 that's what he was. He was but but no, he, no, no, he's he trying to play like he's a receiver, though. He's saying, I'm not but just he, a return specialist. He but receiver. he is a receiver, technically. <laughs> no, he ain't. No, my, my I mean, t- I mean tech, tech, the boat. Technically, <laughs> technically, Matthew Slater is a wide receiver, but he ain't no damn wide receiver. He's a special teams gunner. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, I, in, in regards to Jakeem, you look at, and, and this is the term I use all the time. Jakeem Grant is a workout tape all pro. You look at this, you 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 look at the workout tapes. You look at the measurables. It screams to you production, but then you see him on the field, and it's like he 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 doesn't exactly do the best job of tracking balls deep. He ain't exactly got the most reliable hands. Receiving and on punt returns. I think I got well, better hands than Jakeem Grant, to be honest. Well, for, well, first of all, because because he came from a spread offense at Texas Tech, his offense was more simplified. I'm pretty sure y'all run a more difficult offense, but that's the reason why he can't get open like that. No, he, he can get open. He can't catch oh, the ball. That's, oh, that's oh, so the knock on Jakeem. Oh, he's just dropping wide open catches. Oh, okay. Okay. Wide open. That's, that's the wide open. That's the contested punt returns, kick returns. You name it, he's dropping it. <laughs> You I, name it, he's dropping it. Like, like I said, okay. I was a big, huge Jakeem Grant supporter before the well, up until this point, but I just can't defend him dropping slap, slap powder, slap pattern passes. Man. And look at what he's five. That. He's five foot five, bro. If you he's ain't the, catching the slap sure. pattern, he's five five. He's five five. He's five. He is. I think he is within the top five shortest. NFL players all time. Jakeem Grant is. 
That man is five foot five. I promise see, you. See, he a whole baby out there. <laughs> like he a whole baby. He a whole baby. It, it, out it there. really looks like it. Like he okay. looks like. Look at the five, 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 six. What, what, what's wrong with Devontae Parker? You know, he just can't stay healthy, man. And yeah, and cool. to be perfectly honest with you, I was already but, done with him. Probably. But you know what? It, he, he was he was almost a Texan though. Wasn't he, wasn't, he, wasn't he originally in the trade but before Kenny Steals? That's what we was talked about. Ooh, I don't know. You know what? I, I I think I could believe that because I think he's not untouchable. The contract that he got was right after that trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think from a production standpoint, and I think especially the past two years, you know, he's been playing through injuries based, basically every single game. So his reputation has flipped a little bit. From a guy that's injured all the time, you never see him on the field. To a guy who's injured all the time, but you see him on the field now. But uh, I think it's one of them things where people feel like the injuries are starting to starting to add up with Devonte. And if 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 he's not, you know, if he wasn't necessarily durable in the beginning of his career, and he's not particularly durable right now. It's not going to get any better as he gets older. Yeah, now yeah, I think people I like him a lot. He's highly productive when he's healthy. The problem right, is right. when he's healthy. He don't right. do enough for me when he's healthy, though. But see, and, and the thing is, like, and, and going back, going point. back to that that that, uh, that tunnel and steals trade. Even though I like the Kenny Steals, and um, I, I would wish instead of Kenny Steals, um, obviously the best case scenario if they, if they would include Xavier Howard in that trade, but that's a conversation for another day. I wish we would. I wish y'all would include it instead of Steals. Um, I can't think of his name right now. The running back I sent to Arizona. Uh Kenyon Drake. Uh, oh yeah, Drake. Ken, yeah, Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I would I would much rather Kenyon Drake be in that in that trade. I think that would have changed the dynamic of some of the things that happened. Um maybe you don't get rid of Hopkins, or maybe you get a better thing for Hopkins instead of getting uh um the <laughs> I'll tell you. You got man. David Johnson in a in David a pick, right? Yeah, and I David, pick. Johnson, <laughs> David Johnson in the second round pick. Bro, you, you cannot you cannot tell me. I, I'm sorry, you cannot tell me. David Johnson in a second round pick is the best you can get for DeAndre Hopkins. Right? You it, there is no universe. It, That's the best offer you can get for him. It it can when you don't know how to negotiate. And you only or you only talk to one team. If I only ask you one question, and I don't I don't bounce this question off of nobody else. Yeah. I only get your answer. That's the only answer that I know. He I'm didn't ask you. it. Yeah, exactly. No other team knew he was available. The Eagles, Seattle, and the 49ers, all teams that needed receivers all said that they didn't even know Hopkins was available. Mm. Like, yeah, you don't, you didn't, uh, did not know how to negotiate. That was the whole general manager, Bill O'Brien, or like we like to call him William O'Brien, the general <laughs> manager, did not know what he was doing. He don't know how to negotiate. He doesn't know how to be a general manager. When it seems like it was more so about getting rid of Hopkins instead of getting the best assets for him. So let me ask you. Because I know usually when the GM gets fired, usually they'll just make the assistant GM, the acting <coughs> GM. Uh, in, in the case of Houston, did they make Bill O'Brien GM to keep to make sure Bill O'Brien stayed around? No, I, I to be honest, I don't know why they even. Uh, okay, we had your manager named Brian Gaines. Mm-hmm. Jack used to be got here. Brian Gaines got fired two weeks late, two uh, a month and a half later. They tried to go out and they tried to go get Nick Casario then. That's when the Patriots start trying to file tampering charges against the Texans. So what they did was we had no general manager. 
uh, reportedly, we had no general manager, but Bill O'Brien was the guy who finalized the trades. After the season was over with, they actually officially gave him the actual title of general manager, and then that's when he traded away Hopkins, and mm-hmm. we had the draft that we just had. And when we fired him this past year, they just took Jack Easterby and made him assistant general manager to the rest of the season over until we hired Nick Casario. That's basically the timeline. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you do you feel as long as Jack Easterby is associated with the Houston organization, do you think they can do you think they can make the moves they need to make to become a, a championship caliber franchise? No, because football's not the first thing that's on their mind. Football's not important to them. It's a business. The thing that's most imp- the first thing, the, the thing that's most important to them is getting the right type of guys, the good character guys, the good their type of guy. They're not worried about winning football games. They're worried about getting the right guy, in my personal opinion. So that's the reason why I don't think as long as he's making decisions for this organization or is, has anything affiliated with this organization, they're not going to win anything significant. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the driving force of why Deshaun Watson's wanting to leave now. If just if now, if we keep Deshaun. And Deshaun comes back and plays. He's full. Uh, uh, he, uh, he says, hey, I ain't going to hold out. I'm going to come out there and play. All best is off because you, at the end of the day, you still have that guy. You still have that quarterback. But outside of that, if you have to get rid of Deshaun Watson, I don't see I don't see, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, basically. That's why mm-hmm. the analogy I brought up when I say that we will be a team in the next 20 years back in, in, in 2041, first finally getting our first playoff victory in the last 25 years. It's 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 interesting because I, I think particularly when you said we still have that guy. Well, when J.J. Watt was at the pinnacle of his performance, wasn't that the same argument? Well, we, we, we still have J.J. Watt, so we can make it work. But it, it, it appears, and you know, it, you give anybody, you know, you, you make enough picks, you're going to hit on somebody. Now, I right, think Deshaun right, right. Watson was, in my opinion, before he got drafted, I thought he was probably the most obviously superstar quarterback you could come out of college. Like, he was, in my mind, he was just like obviously not a good, just like a superstar straight out the gate. Right. Now, J.J. Watt didn't come in quite as heralded, but emerged yeah. as that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think moving, moving forward, I'm just looking looking at the scenario – I'm wondering, and even then, they when they had Jadavian Clowney, he had a healthy season. It just seems like they had all the pieces, uh, all the pieces working together, and they still couldn't quite get it done. And then at that point, I was thinking, well, maybe it's the coach. But then, and kind of like brought back to the point you said, you know, he's a guy that can turn, you know, uh, a bunch of guys into a decent team, but he's not a guy that. Necessarily, you give him good players, and he can mold them into a championship caliber team. Right. So, in my eyes, when I look at Houston, I kind of look at it almost like with Miami and Dan Marino, where it's like you had a dude who was the best in the league at his position at one of the most important positions on the entire field, right. and then you had a real quarterback to match with that, and then you had an all-pro wide receiver. With the quarterback, it seems like on paper the Texans should have been competing for a Super yeah. Bowl, right? And they and it's, it's gonna it's gonna be that the 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 peak, the highest point 
of the Deshaun Watson era with the Houston Texans will be up 24 nothing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And we know that, that that's going to be the highest point. Mm. And that game ended with them losing 51-31, to 31, losing Golly. by 20 points. Yes, and it's been downhill ever since then. And I mean, yeah, and especially since y'all are Miami fans. So yeah, yeah. When did Dan Marino retire? Ninety nine, two thousand. It was two thousand. It was two thousand. Okay. okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, either either way, ninety nine, two thousand. Y'all are a prime example of why the Texans shouldn't desh- shouldn't trade Deshaun Watson. It's been twenty. It's been over twenty years. Y'all haven't replaced him yet. You don't replace franchise quarterbacks. Buffalo's just replaced Jim Kelly. Denver has yet mm. to replace John Elway. Like, like, like San Francisco has yet to replace uh, um, 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 Steve Young. Like, I, I know the uh, the Packers were able to replace Britt Favre with Aaron Rodgers. That's the exception to the rule. The Patriots mm. are going to find out real quick how how to replace Tom Brady. The Colts are going to find if they find out right now how it's hard to replace Peyton Manning. They they thought they had replacement in luck, but luck retired. Like it's mm. hard to replace franchise quarterbacks. Once you get that guy, you 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 like yeah, do as much as you can with that guy because once that guy is gone, it's hard to replace him. Mm. And you're letting this guy force his way out at the age of twenty five. He's not even his, he's not nowhere near his prime yet. He's just let the league pass. He's only getting better too. He's only getting yes. better too. He's <clears throat> over forty eight hundred yards. Led the league in passing. Second in quarterback rating. Third in completion percentage. Led the NFL with the most yards per attempt. Second in interceptions. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I he only had seven interceptions. 30, 33 he, touchdowns. Seven, seven, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, now, Those now, guys don't grow on trees. Now that you bring up all them stats, man, what 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 what, what type of trade are you looking for for Deshaun, man? Just let me know, man. What's, uh, what, what, what's the asking price? I already bring up all them numbers. I already told y'all, but he don't want to do it. He said, we, no, can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't fit all the stuff he want on the card for the for the, for the NFL. That's how much he will. That's going to be a two-sheeter. That's going to be two sheets. Hey, 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 you can't complain about the price? Do you think rich people walk inside the Louis store and be like, nah, that's too much? No. They pay that. They, they want their Louis bag, they're going to pay for that Louis bag. They want that Maserati, they're going to pay for that. They want that Lambo, they're going to pay for it. They don't be like, oh, no, that's too much. The asking price is too much. No, the asking price is the asking price. If you don't like it, you ain't got to shop here. So you don't feel that's like the asking price is going to drop as we draw closer to the draft? No, I think it's going to rise. I think, I think it's going to go up. Mm. Yeah. Because all it's, again, it takes two to tango. All I need is two teams that are dead set on getting Deshaun Watson. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until it's an offer that I feel I can't get. Until I squeeze that well as dry as I can, I can't get no more out of it. Then that's why I make my move, if mm. I have to make that move. Because me personally, I'm trying to mend them fences. The whole thing, the Deshaun ain't answering phone calls and texts. Forget all that. I'm showing up at this house. I'm pulling up like Birdman. I'm, pull, mm. I'm pulling up. <laughs> I'm finding you. Where you at? You're going to talk you. to me today. You're going to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, the the problem is no one in that organization has enough legitimacy to pull up on him like that. I will, but uh, send me send me the <laughs> I'll do it for you. Like they they they, they gotta do. They, 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 hey, Deshaun, listen to me, bro. Come on, man, listen to me, bro. <laughs> I'm pulling up. Out. <laughs> so so on I'm, a scale I'm of one to up. ten, if y'all are unable to get this deal done as far as shipping out Deshaun Watson. Scale of one to ten, how ten being the highest is you think is Deshaun Watson going to end up holding out this year? 
I really don't know. Uh, the type of the guy that I've seen for the past four years, and what the guy that people like Dabo and everybody else has talked about before the four years he's becoming Houston Texan, I don't see him sitting out. Uh, it was talks this year, like after we when we lost to the Bears, we were officially eliminated from the playoffs, and we still had three football games after that. And the um, we still had three football games after that was um, and people fans. Did want to play Deshaun? Hey, sit Deshaun. We want him to get hurt. Whoop de whoop. Deshaun, like, no, I'm playing. The second to last game of the season against the Bengals, he uh got he got strip sacked and his arm got pulled back, and he had to get taken out the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, Deshaun definitely need to play the last game of the season. He came out there and played with for, mm-hmm. uh, for nothing like that. So that guy's a guy. He's a competitor. He's gonna want to play. I know people t- bring up the fines and stuff like that, and I think those things are valid too because you don't want to just throw money down the drain, especially knowing where he's come from. Deshaun has a lot of people riding on him. I don't think that he'll just want to just just let money go down the toilet just for nothing, just to just to be in a big staring contest between the organization. But not only that, I just don't see him holding out because he a guy. He's the type of guy who who wants to play. But you know, when people mad, people in their feelings. Mm-hmm. Those things do change other that they, they does change your perspective. So I'm not gonna say it's hundred percent that he's gonna hold out. So the back to to your number scale, I say I give it seven that he's not. Okay. Seven. That That's he's fair. not gonna hold out. Because I remember the the last reference I can make for a player actually holding out is Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell told the Pittsburgh Steelers the year before he held out, Y'all don't give me a contract, I'm not showing up. <clears throat> Like right. he was all he was already on that. Like I love football, but I don't love it enough to play it for pennies. And, and, and the thing is, yeah. and the thing about Le'Veon is that he didn't have a contract at the time. See, so mm-hmm. they couldn't really penalize and find him the way that they can Deshaun because Deshaun's under contract. Deshaun's under contract for the next five years. Deshaun's yeah. under contract, so he will be penalized. And because the new CBA. They don't forgive those penalties. Like back in the day, if a player sits out and holds out and racks up them fines, the organization can waive those fines and the player can come back. No, oh, yeah, you ain't got to pay those fines. We good. Everything good. Even if the team wants to waive them because the new CBA, they cannot. So those fines are going to be those fines. And mm. he will lose a year of eligibility. So if he sits out a whole year, he has five, he has five years left on this deal. So his, yeah. contract's supposed to, uh, his contract's supposed to end in five years. If he sits out, uh, If he sits out a whole year, all that does is when he does decide to come back, they just restart the contract all over again. Mm, okay. So it's, it's a not big pause. Yeah, so it's like a big pause. So he still will be under contract for five years. He could sit out five years straight and still be on the contract with the Houston Texans for another five years. So mm. it it's really it really doesn't make sense for him to sit out. I know a lot of people out there making the case the reason why he will he can sit out. He's like it just doesn't make no type of sense for him to sit out because it does, it's not going to do anything that he personally wants. It's not going to make him move any faster. It's not going to get him traded any faster by him sitting out because I think, to be honest, him sitting out, the text will be like, "Well, next year we can have our first round pick again, yeah. so we can just we we can go zero and sixteen and have the first pick in the draft." So like it, like it doesn't really benefit him to sit out. Mm. Yeah, the organization may be like, "You want to sit out? Cool. We trying to get draft picks." Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, Havoc. You got any uh, final thoughts for Mister Spitz here, man? I mean, I appreciate you coming through, uh, chopping it up. I mean, I've learned a lot. Learned a lot about the Houston Texas organization that I did not know beforehand. Uh, I mean, you I came in here, you answer all the questions straight up, and I, I appreciate you coming through, man. You're you're always I mean, welcome here. 
Anytime, man. Anytime. I'm glad y'all have. I'm glad y'all have me. It's, it's good to be around other guys, other YouTubers. This is it's good, yeah, especially yeah. people, especially people from Miami. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's uh, up. I did want to ask you one more question. Super Bowls tomorrow. Who are you taking? Chiefs or pa- Chiefs? I was about to say Patriots. Chiefs or Buccaneers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I already told y'all I'm a Texas Tech guy, so I'm rolling with my boy Pat. Oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I can respect that. I, I can respect. That. I can I'm, respect. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I said. I said Kansas City's going back to back at the beginning of the season. I'm still holding to it. They going back to back. Are y'all Heat fans? Yes, I'm not. I'm, I'm a not, Heat fan. I'm not a Heat fan. To be honest with you, as far as basketball is concerned, I gave up rooting for one particular team like i just watch i'm just a fan of basketball at this point okay uh, interesting. miami's having a well, tough season I'm, I'm i'm aware we're having a tough season no the reason why i asked because like from from my understanding up until yeah. lebron came to miami that the uh the team that was in florida like most people in florida that were basketball fans were magic fans and then when lebron came that's when heat nation just exploded and mm-hmm. now it's more heat fans than orlando magic fans that's just what i've heard i was just checking on that oh that's 100 percent accurate i okay. mean 100 <laughs> accurate <laughs> the only the only time orlando was really popping was when shack was shack and penny were were, were were around yeah, yeah um yeah. I mean, you know they, they had a they fall, fall, they had a little following when t-mac was there but uh for the most part, I think once D Wade came to the Heat, that's when that's when things shifted. Away then, County. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when LeBron and Bosch came through, it was nail in the coffin. Right, right, right. But even even now, I mean people love that team, man. Especially and I and I'll say this much, something that's really helped that team, number one is uh one, I think Tyler Harrow may be the most marketable player on the team. I, I really even, like Tyler. I, I like I like I like Tyler. <laughs> even though I like Tyler. <laughs> even though I, you know, I'm iffy I, about Tyler. I, I, he's he's good. He's good. Now he ain't no superstar, but he's really good. Yeah, he's really he's, good. He's a but he ain't no superstar. He's a bucket. And the fact that they done they they don't change they uh change the colorways, change up that jersey. Now they got the Miami Vice colors all the time. That's what's really got people. Uh, Excited you know, in tune yeah. with the Miami Heat, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I like those white colors; they're nice. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Well, us Spitz, hopefully we could end up coming to some kind of even ground as far as this trade is concerned with the Miami <laughs> Dolphins not. and the Houston Texans. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. we... wait, wait, <laughs> again. Why do y'all want to get rid of Tua so bad? We don't. Here's the thing: we we, we don't. We clearly know who the better quarterback is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's and obvious. If we, if we mm-hmm. could get our hands on a Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we 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 have a, a road to the Super Bowl is a whole lot faster than playing Russian roulette with Tua and try to figure mm-hmm. out what he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In my yeah, honest opinion, but people good. people get it twisted though. People get it twisted because in this Miami Dolphins community, it's 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 ridiculous right now. They feel if you're not with Tua, you don't like Tua. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. It's, I just got to explain it. And I'll, I'll say, because I'm very pro Tua, I, I, I personally, I think you can't, Why, you can't, you, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't surround your quarterback with trash and be surprised that he ends up smelling like trash. And I agree my, with 
that that's just my perspective. I mean, you know, also, and I'll be quite frank, we didn't necessarily, you know, knock the ball out the park last year when it came to our offensive coordinator as well. So I'm I'm just I'm just of the opinion that you actually give him a real off season instead of an off season where he's rehabbing his hip the whole time. He gonna come out. He gonna be a whole lot better. Uh, but that being said, and I'm just pay, I'm just patient with the process of you know going through the draft, building your team the right way. Um, that being said, I know exactly what Deshaun Watson is. Like I know he's. We, all we, we can't ignore it. Like it's 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 undeniable. We I'm, cannot ignore yeah. like what's on I the table right pro. now. So yeah, yeah, I, so, I, y'all, yeah so y'all got to pay the premium, Byron Jones. Saving nope. Howard. I ain't giving it. I, I, I was <laughs> willing to give you one, but I ain't giving you both. Gasecki. Gasecki, you can have. You can take Gasecki. You can have Gasecki. Why y'all like? Why y'all like Gasecki? He's one dimensional. I don't like. He's a one dimensional tight end. I don't want him. You can have him. He don't block. He don't. No, he don't block. He's basically he's basically like a six six slot receiver. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. That's all he. That's all he is. A predictable, like uh, it makes our offense so predictable when Gesicki comes out there. It's, it's ridiculous. He's not even. Yeah. He's not even listed as the starter for the Dolphins. Who, who y'all starting? Who, who y'all starting tight end? Durham Smythe. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's basically. He's basically <laughs> the blocking tight end. Yes, he's our blocking all, tight end. Although this season showed us, he's got enough hands to do something. He ain't the athlete Mike Gesicki is, but he's got enough hands. That he's well, reliable. Well, 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 maybe a quarterback like Deshaun Watson can make the sicky look like Travis Kelsey. But he need to block though. That's the thing. Yeah, like, he's, he, he's just undeniable about his receiving ability. We know he that he's a block. Yeah. He just can't block. And to be honest with you, next year is going to be his contract year. Ooh, we had Shaheen. We can, we had Shaheen come in and make some plays. So to be honest with you, I think we're going to end up letting them walk anyway. So I y'all doing so. us a favor if we end up trading you. Uh, uh, Mike Gesicki, so we ain't got to we ain't got to have to deal with that next year. That's so, hey, thank you, so thank you for that. I don't want the second that. The second <laughs> off the table. <laughs> the second off the table. So back to I need Xavier Howard. I need Byron Jones. I need them two first. I need them two seconds. I need the twenty two. I need the uh the twenty twenty two first and the twenty twenty three first. That's why this I dude. Need. This dude wants the whole treasure chest. No, he no, wants the I told you, you need like three cards to put that joint on there. What do y'all where do y'all need them draft picks for? Y'all in Bro. Miami. Y'all, y'all, y'all in Miami. Y'all gonna get all the. Everybody wanna go play in Miami. Welcome to Miami. Everybody gonna be in one go Miami. Y'all need draft picks. You need draft hey, picks. We, we, hey, we, we're a player. We ain't asked for no highway robbery. Listen, man. We, 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 we right on the cusp of making the playoffs. We can't just give away. We just can't give away good players right now. Man, I'm giving you good quality players. I gave him. I gave I'm giving you a quarter, I'm giving you a franchise quarterback here. I'm, I set your roster up for 2021. I gave you Gesicki. Mm-hmm. I gave I you. I g- <laughs> I'll give you, you Gesicki, and I'll give you X because X, X wants a new contract. Yes, we'll give you X. We're gonna did you just you- pay him? Oh, I thought you just paid him. He wants a new X. So here's what you're gonna learn about Xavier Howard. <laughs> it don't matter how many. It don't matter how many years you put on his contract. He's gonna want a new contract every other year. That's who he is. And that, did you just pay him last year? Yes. See, see, my thing is with Xavier Howard, I, yes. I strongly feel 
Byron Jones came in the building last he year. He thinks he's Darrell Reeves. We made Every him the high, we, more money. We made Byron Jones our highest paid corner. As far as productivity on paper, Xavier Howard led the league in interceptions. So I'm right. thinking his mindset is I deserve to be paid more than Byron Jones, which is the current highest paid corner in the league right now. That's what I, that's my that's my thought process about. Okay, it. and 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 the piggyback off that it's it's, it's an ego thing because like once you bring somebody in to play the same when you bring somebody to play the same position as me and you're paying him more than me, mm-hmm. I feel disrespected. That's what happened with uh, Malcolm Butler and um and um Stephon Gilmore when the when the Patriots paid for uh, they trade for Stephon Gilmore and paid him. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was during uh, um uh, what's it called uh, contract year, and he felt disrespected. That's the reason why he left. But that's not, not to the right move, though. Yeah, it did. But it I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it, it did. And who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe in two years, Byron Jones, the defensive player of the year. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he, he's, he's got the only, the only player on the Dolphins. He don't get, with, but he don't get picks though. Anyway, he that's what I was about to say. The only player on the Dolphins with worse hands than Jakeem Grant is Byron Jones. So he, he's he, he can he can lock dudes down. He can mirror, but when it comes to getting them picks. That's not what he does. I, I don't yeah, know because I've seen him get beat quite a few times, so I, I'm not too sure about that whole. The, 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 the best corner is Xavier Howard. Thank you. I know. I, I yeah. know corners. Yeah. The, the Xavier Howard's the best corner. Yeah. Because I oh, see, I see Christian my, Kirk get him a good time. I seen. In my opinion, when healthy, maybe the only dude I would put above Xavier Howard is Jalen Ramsey. When healthy. Maybe uh, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe Zaire Alexander out there in Green Bay as well, but uh, no no no. J- J- Jalen Ramsey is better than Xavier Howard. That's what I said. I said the only dude that I'm putting <laughs> and, above Xavier Howard is Jalen Ramsey. Uh, maybe uh, Alexander in, in Green Bay. Um, what's it called? What's, I'll, I'll, I'll take what's called Xavier Howard too. Uh, um, Buffalo. Uh, oh, Trey White. Right Tra- 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 yeah. White. Yeah. Xavier's White. I take Xavier's White with Xavier Howard too. You know, really? I, I like. Yeah, I take Xavier White Xavier Howard. I like Xavier Howard, but I take Xavier White. I take Xavier Howard over Trey White, but I, I, I totally get it. That's you totally get it. You that's a biased ass opinion, right? What, what, what you want me to do? <laughs> hey, I'm, I, on, I'm on defense. I, hey, I keep it real. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you, you, you up, you up and trying to sell me a bit of goods, trying to trying to finesse me to take Tua off your hands, and I don't what, want what, no parts of Tua. What you, what you, what you <laughs> What you mean? What you mean finesse? We ain't trying to finesse. That, that, that's a yeah, solid deal. That's a solid yeah, deal. Yeah, I've been talking about. Oh, Tua should have won the Heisman. Uh, he's a national champ. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I ain't that guy. I, I ain't that guy. That guy is right there in that corner right there. I ain't that. I guy. still think Tua's gonna be good. <laughs> he's still going to be good. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, around that's, my, that's the that's my, That's no, what? no. The the the, oh, the NFL God. has exposed Tua. Like, come on, man. He was good when he was in, in, in Alabama because everybody's good in Alabama. They, they they got all the players. I mean, his receiver just won the Heisman. Like, come on, man. It's it's Bama. <laughs> I'm clipping this and putting it on my Twitter. Listen, I've seen. And I'll say I've heard enough from people who know quarterbacks that have actually directly worked with him, and they say he's the real deal. Anytime I come across a real talent evaluator, they say he's the real deal. Question. Question for you, Havoc. Yes. Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets, correct? Yes. As far as his talent evaluation standpoint. He's terrible. Okay. 
He Mike drafted dropped. Kwame Brown. He drafted Mike, Kwame Mike Brown dropped. the number one pick. Mike drop. Mike drop. Kwame Brown. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say. I'm not asking for Peyton I'm not asking for Peyton Manning's opinion on two. I'm talking about like quarterback coaches that have worked with him. That's what I'm talking about. Even Jimmy Johnson came out yesterday and said. Trent Dilfer hey, was his quarterback coach. Jimmy what, Johnson what Trent came, Dilfer done? Jimmy Johnson came out the other day and said he's gonna be good. Well, he I just wonder needs who some paid time. him. I wonder who paid him. <laughs> oh, oh, people pay people now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm be honest with you. I, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I just don't. I'm okay. not saying he's terrible. I just. I don't see a. I just don't see a franchise quarterback. I just, I just don't see when I when I when I look at him. That's now what, you that's talking exactly about. how I feel. Like it's not there on tape, but I just I can see it, but I just can't describe it that he is not a franchise quarterback to me. The way that yeah. it was, the way that it was hyped, the way that it was. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah, like, like when you when you go back and look at him and you and you look at Burrow, you can see okay, Burrow got it. You can look at Justin Herbert, okay, you can say they got it. Like I just don't see it with two. Two is just. I just don't. Okay, you know what? And my and my fear is he gonna be a Texan. I'm gonna be mad. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be mad. Oh, the the Twitterverse gonna be mad at me at the at the ball. They gonna be mad at me. <laughs> I think. I think. I I I think a whole off season. And make sure you tag me in it too. I want to see friend. it. <laughs> so, I want to tag me in it. Hey, you know what, man? They gonna they gonna play this 2021 season. And we gonna say who's who, you know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. If 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 if, if, if in 2021 they upgrade the wide receivers and the O line, and he's still not producing, then it is what it is. Well, hopefully, two was a dog. Hopefully, that experiment still happens in Miami. Oh, he's still dog. They're not. They're not moving (laughs) off of him. They're not moving off of him. Okay. So so you in the mindset you don't think you don't think that that trade Deshaun to Miami is going to happen? I I think just in general the Dolphins aren't going to give. The Texans, what they're gonna, what they, what, what they want, okay. and the Jets will give them what they want. Okay. It's a That's my opinion. Though. It's it's Robert. It's how you pronounce the last name. Salah. 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 I thought it was Salah. Salah. Yeah, Salah. I think yeah, it's Salah. Salah too. He's Muslim, so I think it's Salah. Yeah. So I think it's a new age in New York. I don't think that he's going to end up giving up a king's ransom. But it's not up to Salah. Play. It's up to Joe Douglas. Then what's the point of having the head coach there if he can't make decisions? I think he does have full control. No, I think he does, he does have full control. No, he does not. No, he does we, not. We, Joe, we, Doug, we go, Joe Douglas We can revisit this conversation, but I think he does have full control. It was announced yeah. as soon as he was hired as the Jets head coach, he had full control. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I think Joe Douglas is, 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 is still in charge. We're going to see. We're going to see. But, uh, Smith, like I said, man. You always welcome back here. I really want to. I really want to have you back on when this trade goes down. When I see that <laughs> run across that picker, the Dolphins traded for Deshaun Watson and two is a Houston Texan. That's that. I, I, I really want to. I really want to want you to come see me. Did I really want cry. you to come see you? He's gonna cry. Oh yeah, house. you don't want to see that. I, I'm, I'm gonna have on my Deshaun jersey. Be like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. You can sit it over here. We can trade jerseys because I because I got a, I got a two of jerseys. Even even trade. I can send it to you. you can send me we good. Oh, we good. Huh? Nah, it don't work like that, bro. <laughs> it don't work like that. But uh, man, like, it don't work find, like that, man. You can find Spitz on YouTube. 
Houston, Texas YouTuber at Spitz, the definition of throat. Twitter, you can find him at, at Spitz389. Instagram, lowercase Spitz389. This is the Not For Debate podcast. Be sh- make sure you be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Dell's definitely mm-hmm. share. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and also other major po- excuse me, streaming platforms. This is the Not For Debate. We're about to here, man. Peace.